Oh boy, I have a treat for you guys. Devils PA announcer Adam Hamway joins me on today's episode of Locked on Devils. The man has had quite the career in the media world, having done television, commercial, radio, and even video games. There's a lot to discuss and unravel, so let's get right into it. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils Wire for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credentialed media member, Trey Matthews. Joining me is a man that you might hear through the loudspeakers at the Prudential Center, but believe me, he's not a one-trick pony. He has been featured in a bunch of commercials, including for Wendy's, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Duncan. In addition to that, he is also known for doing comedic impressions, including, most notably, Jimmy Fallon. Before taking the Devils PA gig, he was the backup PA announcer for the team across the Hudson River. I think you already know who it is. I'm talking about it's Adam Hamway. Adam, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for being here. So, uh, Adam, uh, it, it's the All-Star break right now. Uh, are, how how geared up are you for the second half? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, so far things have been really, really exciting. So I, it's going to be great. I mean, I love this gig. And so, you know, every time that I'm at the the rock, it's just, it's always rocking. There's a bunch of, uh, you know, they've got so many uh, sold out nights that uh, the fans have been kicking it into high gear. And uh, I feed off of that and I love it. And I'm really looking forward to, uh, to uh, you know, what's to come uh, post the All-Star break. All right, we'll we'll get to that momentarily, but let's start with uh, humble beginnings. Where did you get your start in terms of announcing? Okay. Um all right. This is I try to I try to be as short as possible. I always say that so long every time I say it. But um so I started when I was in uh in high school, um uh, men's and women's basketball for Persephone Hills High School. I also did uh wrestling at Par Hills as well. Um, I didn't physically wrestle. I just want to let you know, I didn't physically wrestle. I just did the public address announcing for the wrestling. All right. Sorry. That sounded weird when I said it that way, but, uh, and I did both when I was in high school. Um, and after high school, I went to, uh, Quinnipiac university and majored in broadcast journalism. And at QU, they gave me my first ever crack at PA announcing on the NCAA level. I did hockey games, baseball, field hockey, lacrosse, volleyball. I learned how to PA announce for all of those sports. And uh, I was there for one year at Quinnipiac University, and then I transferred to Hofstra University. At Hofstra, they had already had their uh, public address announcers established there, so it wasn't an open door for me for PAing at uh, Hofstra University. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I utilized my uh, comedic and vocal abilities there for their TV department. I hosted... um, student-run shows and uh just pretty much any type of thing that they that they had or wanted me to do was was I was their go-to person for a, a lot of uh, my peers as well as you know teachers too they would ask me to do uh, certain things for them there in the TV department 
And then post-college, my buddies, uh, Mike Schmidt, as well as Brian Crawford, uh, very talented individuals in percussion. And they asked me to announce for Perquanic Township High School, uh, inter-percussion events uh, for U.S. bands. And from there, U.S. bands liked my ability and had me do a lot of U.S. bands indoor percussion events. Um, I also did uh, for them Drum Corps International events um, all across, say all across, but it's really just the nor Northeast region, which is, you know, it's, it's pretty extensive, the Northeast. So a lot of states in the Northeast, uh, all of the uh, Drum Corps International shows that the um, Allentown cadets would host. Uh, I did those, so I was performing, or pre performing, I was, uh, well, it is performing, public address announcing in stadiums like uh, MetLife Stadium, um, and then from there, uh, what did I do? So post uh, doing stuff for U.S. bands, uh, so while all that's going on, I was actually, so, I mean, I was, I became a, a producer for Sirius XM while that was all going on uh, post-college. Um, actually did a short stint, uh, working, uh, for a radio show in, uh, uh, Denver, Colorado as well too. But, um, I was a, a producer out there for, uh, the Capitalist and Silverman show out in uh, Denver, Colorado for KHOW, KHOW. And then, uh, so yeah, so now I'm at Sirius XM. I am now a program director there for the Catholic channel on Sirius XM channel 129. And while there, uh, that's where I met, uh, Joe Tolleson, who is the public address announcer for the New York Rangers. And while, you know, I met him, he and I, uh, you know, just hit it off because he's Catholic. I'm Catholic. I run the Catholic channel. And oh, he oh loved... you're, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm Go also ahead. Catholic. I'm also Catholic. So. Oh, wow. Trey. Yeah, you're Catholic, Roman, Roman Catholic. I'm, I'm actually Melkite Catholic, which is Eastern, right? Are you familiar with us, Melkites? I'm Roman Catholic. Okay. Roman Catholic. That's fine. It's all the same. It's all under the Pope, but still, it's just a lot yeah. of people don't, uh, realize, uh, that there's different rights too. So I love, introducing people to the Eastern Rite, which is what I am, because I'm 50% Syrian. And uh, that's what the Eastern Rite uh, is, or at least, you know, and for my church. So anyway, so yeah, so we're Catholic, Trey, you and I, um, as well as Joe Tolleson. And so we would chat all the time. And he loved that I announced marching band. He loved marching band. He loved Drum Corps International. And so we always got get to talk and saw each other for a few years. And then eventually he asked me, hey, um, you know, the Rangers are looking for a backup public address announcer. And he said, would you be interested in, in doing something like that? And I said, absolutely. I would love that. It's Madison Square Garden. And so I went in, auditioned, um, you know, I went in a, a couple of times and then they said, yeah. So then I went in and I actually, um, shadowed Joe, uh, to learn how, you know, they do things uh, on the NHL level because, you know, NCAA and, uh, you know, NHL do things, you know, slightly differently. There's a lot of similarities, but there are differences, but also, you know, so I just want to be a good backup and uh, do the right thing. And, you know, uh, you know, he brought me in, so I want to make sure that I'm doing the job and uh, making him look good. So I just would shadow him a number of games uh, and, you know, then I was back in, I was one of, you know, they they had a couple backups too. So I'm just one of the backups for uh, the New York Rangers at that point. So that's how I got to that level. Yeah. So that's that. It's pretty short, right? That wasn't that long. 
No, no, no. That was you. You basically touched on my next two questions. Which oh, okay. Was like, what was the process <laughs> like of getting your big break? And but uh, you you answered half of like um, uh, about some other ventures you've done because, like I said at the yeah. top top of the uh, show, I talked about how you've done commercials for Buffalo Wild mm -hmm. Wings, Wendy's, Dunkin', and I actually saw some of the ads on your website and um, for. For the Wendy's one, I'm pretty sure I've I've, I've heard it at one point because you know as yeah. a, a as a kid like who doesn't like you know fast food now and again or you know things of that nature. So I just want to talk. I want you to talk more about like some of the other ventures you've done outside of PA announcing and radio. So like commercials, TV shows, mm -hmm. and other media that you were featured in. So for the commercials, like like you mentioned, uh, their voice voiceover roles uh, both television and radio um and so i had booked i was one of a number of people that you know made it to uh you know i guess they call it the finals of a, a voiceover audition you know when there's something a big campaign like that they bring people in multiple times um and they do different rounds uh because they want to make sure that they're getting the right person because if they want to do a long longer campaign and want to keep somebody for an extended period of time they want to make sure that they're making the right decision so they start bringing in you know different people not necessarily the casting directors but now you have people from you know uh from the ad agency coming in um just making sure you know that this is this is the right person so after you know many rounds like that then they eventually uh chose me and so i was the voice of wendy's for a year doing all of their television and radio ads so oh, i reintroduced the world to the uh spicy chicken nuggets so uh i mean you can't maybe you could say that i brought the spicy chicken nuggets back i don't i don't know but they uh you know how they always do that they take a pause for a little while and they bring it back so that was i brought that back um and it's just, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that. I'd go and record uh, two to three times a week. There are a lot of commercials that I recorded uh, over that, over that year. And it was awesome. It was, it was pretty incredible. Uh, but also, you know, I, I've voiced uh, Buffalo Wild Wings commercials, like you mentioned, uh, Dunkin' Donuts spots. Um, I've also done uh, voices for video games. Uh, you've oh, probably which, played which one, Trey. Which well, I did stuff for Saints Row Three. There's a lot of uh, imaging. Like uh, imaging is the uh, like like uh, how do you say something to the effect of 95.5 WPLJ or something like that. Like the radio imaging that you would hear. Oh, um, 80s, 90s, and today WPLJ. Like something like that. But so that would be radio imaging. The stuff that you would hear that would be the call. Uh, the call, call letters to the station. So a lot of those uh, stations I voiced. Um, different variations, different characters that I created uh, to, you know, voice the different types or, or genres of music stations that were there in uh, Saints Row 3. And then uh, I've also been in Grand Theft Auto. Um, you probably Wait. can't find me. I play a bank liaison, so you got to really do a deep dive to find me for that. There's not GTA a prominent 5? role in it. Yeah, oh, I think I, so. I, I think, well, the last one, it was the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 GTA 5. That it? Yeah, because they haven't released one in a number of years, right? They that is correct. The I yeah. I don't know when they're releasing GTA Six, but oh that but GTA Five was actually one of my favorite video games to play when I was oh. uh, in high school. So you know, um, I might have to yeah. buy the video game again to like maybe, <laughs> to maybe if I could find your voice or something like that. Find me. 
uh it'd be very hard i'm not gonna i i i don't advise you to search for that it's gonna take you forever trey it's not gonna but i was in the game you were in the um game. i'm in the game uh yeah i think that's i mean that's it i and so you asked about television too so we're going back maybe 2010 um so about 12 years ago i just signed up for twitter and I was on my way to work at my Sirius XM job for the Catholic Channel. And a friend of mine told me, hey, uh, check this out. Uh, um, Jimmy Fallon's asking people to go to Times Square. Um, and if you could do impressions, show up. So if you do impressions, show up in Times Square, do impressions for us. So I went there. I did a number of impressions uh, for them. They would ask me what to do. Uh, they would, Or they would tell me what to do. Um, you know, based on a list that I had provided. Not everybody brought a list. I was one of the, I was actually the first person to go. I got there right on right on time when they were supposed to be there. Saw them show up, handed uh, Fallon a list. Uh, you know, obviously sign a release and everything. But you know, you give them a list. They tell you what to do, and you do it. You're like, okay, give me. Let's do this impression. Or they, you know, they would guide it along. Uh, different little skits, like they had me read um, Harry Potter as Snoop Dogg is what they wanted me to do. So I, I read. Seriously? Uh, from from yeah and i did it and that made it on the air there was a bunch of other ones too uh that i had done and then uh yeah and then from there you know went to work a couple of days later is when uh i got a chance to um send in a reel for snl uh, because one of the one of the producers uh from late night with jimmy fallon they saw me uh do those impressions in times square with jimmy and they asked for me to put a reel together with characters and impressions so i did and i sent it in and then uh they i guess they liked it because they had called me up on the phone and they said hey uh, we'd love you for you to come in and audition for saturday night live uh in person on stage 8h uh, right there at NBC. And I said, well, what would you like me to do there? And they said, well, you know, uh, uh, take what you've done in your reel. Obviously, it's got you this far and do what you did there and we'll see what happens. And so I went, auditioned, didn't make Saturday Night Live, but there's a lot of successful people who didn't make Saturday Night Live. So hey, hey, you got you got further than most people. That's true. Well, not a lot of people get that audition. So, you know, there's right, that's, that. That's, that's what I said when I went in to be the host for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Like I got to the interview stage or the uh, where they mm -hmm. would put me like in front of a camera and see how, like, how I would act. And that's how far I got. But, you know, I made it further than a lot of other people. So. I've absolutely. Well, they saw something. You know what I mean? They see something in you. There is something there. Right. But you know what? A lot of these auditions doesn't mean that you're not good at your job at all or, or good at what you do. And I'm going to say job, but you're not good at what you do. You are good at what you do because you made it that far. But you can never take those type of auditions personally because they're looking for something specific. You're not fitting that specific thing. It doesn't mean that you're not good at what you're what you do. You just they just don't. They're looking for something a little slightly different. So I mean, that's my attitude whenever I go into an audition. Is that I'm trying to you know I'm I'm doing me. This is how I would do this. And if it doesn't work out, it's not because it's me. It's because they're looking for something very specific. Maybe maybe they're looking for somebody 
I don't know, that is blonde or uh, is not, you know, as young as me. They want somebody a little bit older. Like there's just so many variables, so many attributes that they could be looking at a uh, personality character. always oh, this, he's too much that, whatever. But like, it's just so many things that they're looking for something very specific that you can't really, you can't be upset about it at, 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 at all because there's just, you don't know what they're thinking. Like whatever, you just did the best you can and that's all you can do. And that's it. So, and in, in my particular year, when they when I auditioned for SNL, they didn't they didn't hire anybody, you know, for SNL that year. Um, but they always do auditions every single year because you know they might be somebody that surprises them or does something they never thought of before. You never know. Who knows what they're looking for, you know? But you don't know what what that role is that you were you were auditioning for. What specifically they were looking for, you know? But they, you know, they found it. But you're good at your job because you look at how far you made it, you know. So there's something awesome in that. Yeah, I'll trade in being a part-time credentialed media member for New Jersey Devils uh, anytime, uh, like twice on Sundays, every single day. It was a yeah. great experience, and I got to meet you in the process. So, uh, and also, I just, can I can I say something too? I think that there's always something better in store down the line. This isn't just where you're supposed to land. This is where you're supposed to be. That's why you didn't get that too. That's what I believe in. I believe that that just wasn't meant to be that time. Right. We're we're Catholic. God has something uh, better in store for us. That's not where he wants us to be at that moment. So I completely respect that 100%. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, God does always have a plan and, yeah. um, and I'm glad where I'm at currently. Uh, and I hope to go even further. Now, um, we, you talked about some of your past uh, PA ventures, and it later led you to landing the role for the New Jersey Devils. But before we talk about that I want to talk about uh, what's your style as a PA announcer, because I remember telling you back at the mm -hmm. Prudential Center that um, what I like about PA announcers is that they're basically the voice of the fan base. So I remember going to Detroit Piston games when I was younger and John Mason, the PA announcer, he always said he didn't have like a, a, a rich, uh, he, he didn't have a rich, deep voice that he had. He had to treat everything sort of like a cartoon. He had to put more mm -hmm. finesse into what he did. So, but at the same time it worked because it's like, now I, I remember if, if Chauncey Billups were to score, he would be like, Chauncey B -B -B Billups or Detroit basketball. And he was the reason yeah. why it became Detroit basketball. So I wanted to ask you like, what's your style as a PA announcer? What direction do you like to take your voice in? Well, everybody always says I've got a deep voice, right? So I, I want to do something with that, right? So almost my natural voice. Uh, well, it is my voice. It's my natural voice. But I always like uh, PAs that are simple yet exciting. You know, you don't. Want, I don't like being uh, overdoing it. I don't like the over the top. That's my style. That's just me. Um, I make it sound as natural and not as forced, you know. Um, you want to create emphasis in certain things there. And my favorite thing is everybody's name uh, is interesting and unique to itself. So when I get a, a roster, I like to look at it and then just try to find different areas where I can make it sound just, you know, a little slightly different. Not necessarily everybody's name, but like, you know, you just want to have a style and also be consistent with it. So I just like things uh, very simple yet exciting. Uh, that's, that's, that's my style. Uh, I just want it to sound natural and, and not, uh, not too much. When talking about like names and, and, and things of that yeah. nature, it's just like, as a play-by-play -play announcer for the sport of hockey, I know how incredibly hard it is to get some of those last names correct. Cause 
Yeah. Even when I'm doing it for the NHL, like when I'm doing my podcast, I have to like listen to the names three times before I, you know, record and actually talk about that player because I want to know that I'm getting mm -hmm. the pronunciation correct. And some names are, you know, so much fun to announce, but other mm -hmm. times it's just like sometimes names are just like um aren't as fun to announce how like I always say like if a player has two syllables in their first name, but only one syllable in their last name, usually you can't really do much with it. But mm -hmm. um, uh, is there like a certain player or maybe players that you just enjoy announcing? Like, I know obviously the the main one would probably be Jack Hughes because he seems to score every single um, game. Like, do you just like, uh, is, is there like a certain New Jersey Devils player or maybe a certain uh, opposing team player where you you just hope that they score or get into the box sheet somehow? So that way you can just like, you know, put a little more emphasis on their name, whatever the case might be. You know, it's interesting. And I, I, there isn't a name or a person that I like to say more than others. I like saying everybody's name because like I said, I think that they all have their unique, uh, unique thing about them, you know, um, unique names. I'd really like, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's a really tough question. Um, because, you know, you, you say certain names more than others, but I also enjoy saying a name that I haven't said in a while. You know, it's it's in, it's enjoyable to do that as well, too. So I don't know. It's it's a really hard question because I I love saying everybody's name and I'm always anticipating that next person's name. And that's always that's always my favorite. I, I like the excitement of the and anticipating that next person's name that I'm going to gonna say like i i just really enjoy that i know it sounds like hokey and you're just like come on man give me one give me one but i can't i can't give you one i really enjoy saying uh saying everybody's name on on the team it's it's just an honor you know it's i can't i can't explain it it's just so cool that i get to to do this you know um and so i just love it i respect that and like I said, just for me personally, it's just like, I like it better when a player has a lot of syllables in their name. They might be a little more difficult to announce for, but at the same time, it's just like, you could do a little bit uh, much more with that. So like there was a player yeah. on ASU's team, her name was Flo Odd. And, you know, I love Flo and all, but I even told her, I, I can't really do anything with your name because it's like two syllables kind of thing. But, but um, I, this kind of leads into my next question. You talk about like, just wanting to announce everyone's uh, name in that matter. Let's talk about how you got the job for the New Jersey Devils. Okay. Uh, your predecessor, Joe Tolentino, he's a friend of the show. He's appeared on it before. How did you, and obviously the Devils at the time were still looking for a new play-by-play -play voice, and now they're looking for a new PA announcer. So how did uh, you land the opportunity? Um, so I, I was actually, I was in Nashville, Tennessee. I was there um, for the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM and I was covering the, the, uh, the Knights of Columbus Supreme convention there in Nashville, Tennessee. And while I was there, I got, uh, you know, a buzz on, you know, my phone. And when I looked at it, it was an email and it was from the devils. And they had asked if I was, uh, they told me that there was an opportunity for a new public address announcer. And, uh, they asked if I was interested in, you know, considering this. And so I replied, I said, yes. Um, and then we scheduled some time, spoke, and they had asked me, you know, the typical questions, uh, if, if I was going to be available for, you know, 41 games a, a season, obviously there's preseason games as well. Um, and, you know, 
I mean, that was it. So then after that, they told me about the audition process and what that was going to be like. Um, and then from there, I went in, I auditioned. And then uh, maybe a week after that is when I had heard that they chose me. And so that's that's the story. And I just want to say you picked one great time to become the PA announcer because obviously you got the surgeons of Jack Hughes. Nico Heischer has been having a good year. Jesper mm -hmm. Bratt the same way. Dougie Hamilton, very underrated in my eyes. So this whole Devils team has just surprised the entire league. And with that, there's always a lot of great memories. So um, what are some of the more memorable games that you've announced so far, whether it was uh, maybe a game winner or maybe it was a high scoring game or maybe that infamous night uh, back in November when fans started throwing trash onto the rink? Um, mm -hmm. is there just like a, is just, is there like a few games that come to mind in, in which you were like, I'm really glad that I get to announce this. Um, I think the first one, you know, it, it sticks with me is, uh, Jack Hughes's hat trick, um, is very exciting to announce because it was also my first hat trick to announce, uh, which was pretty remarkable. Um, and to me, that was a great moment. And there are obviously a lot of great moments, you know, Dougie Hamilton, you know, the last home game he scored, you know, against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, you know, to tie the game. And then obviously the overtime win there, um, you know, had two goals on the game. That was awesome. I really, that was pretty incredible uh, to announce, I, you know, because, you know, fans get excited about that stuff. And, and so do I, I get really uh, amped up when, uh, when we get to do those cool things, but, you know, there's a lot of great memories. Those are just a couple of them, uh, you know, that, that kind of stand out a little bit, but you know, no, I think the team's doing, doing fantastic. And I'm, I'm happy every time I get to announce. So uh, my final question for you is um, what mm -hmm. are you looking forward to most as the season progresses? I know we touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the show, but obviously it seems like the devils are back on their normal pace. It seems like knock on wood, they might clinch uh, a playoff spot. And there's obviously a lot to look forward to. And maybe Jack Hughes could become the first uh, player in franchise history to eclipse 100 points. What are you looking forward to the most as, uh, once the season uh, gets back rolling? That next goal, Trey. I'm looking forward to that next goal. I know <laughs> I said this before. You're like, come on, man. Uh, I really am. I, I, I love that anticipation. I stand up a lot of, a, during a lot of the game. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, it, it, I got a great view where I am watching, watching, you know, the game with all the fans, you know, like I said, it's been so incredible that the rock has been, you know, sold out like night after night. It's just been so wild to see that. Um, and just, you know, that energy, you know, there's a new sound system that, that the rock has, which you've heard Trey, when you were there, it's just so loud. I don't know if you noticed this when you were up by, cause there's, you know, you're in that media area, but like, did you feel it shaking? I did. Like, did there was so much, actually it's funny, <laughs> you, so funny you mentioned that because My, every time, yeah. every time something big happened, I would tweet out about oh. saying like minor earthquake or something like that, or 3.1 totally. scale. Don't worry. There's still more in store, but before we continue with today's episode, I want to get you hip to a product that I use literally every day. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. My body's a temple, so I got to start treating it as such. So what is this stuff? Well, one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and actions to help start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. So its lifestyle is friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing that's best about Athletic Greens is that use best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now the big game is fast approaching. We're about a week out and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score the first touchdown. So it's the one thing I like about betting is that there's so many great options out there. And also, you know the drill. Make sure you visit our friends over at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's get back to our conversation with Adam Hamway, the PA voice for your New Jersey Devils. Take it away. The crowd, but also the, the sound system. So you're, you've got this amazing sound system, which is brand new at The Rock. Then you've got this crowd, which is going bonkers every night. Uh, that they're home, and it's just it's just so cool. So I'm excited to get back to that. You know, uh, after after the All Star game, I'm excited to get back to a, another home game. Um, and theme nights, I the Devils have so many cool theme nights. This guy uh, dresses up most... as every. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, the reverse retro isn't going to be worn for the rest of the year. But I know this guy uh, dressed up as Chico for a reverse retro night. He had like the vintage Pepsi. He had like the. <sighs> Cord, he had like the cord phone up in the broadcast yeah. booth. You go all out. I I just love that. You know, it's a combination of of uh, of me, my personality. You know, the comedy, the announcing. It's a combo of everything. But I would like to say it wasn't it wasn't actually Chico. You know, I just I'm not saying that it, I was. People say I looked like Chico. I wasn't going for that, but I'll take it. You know, I wish I had a picture with Chico, but I couldn't find him. Um, I tried. I tried to find him, but we we should have gotten a picture together. That would have been a lot of fun. I may have to dress up again when it's not reverse retro because it's not happening again and see what happens there. But um, you asked what, what I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more stories from fans uh, that are saying that they're coming to their first uh, Devils game. I hear that. Uh, I like hearing those stories that, uh, you know, uh, they're bringing either a friend who's who's come to the first Devils game. Uh, the Devils organization does a great job with their fan experience, especially with the kids. Uh, we love having kids at the game, uh, making sure they have the the best time possible. We've got you know photos with NJ Devil. You know they could possibility of being on the ice, riding the Zamboni, uh, receiving pucks from players, sign sticks. There's so many different things that you know the kids could partake in, and also the theme nights. I'm going back to the theme nights. 
coming up, we've got uh, February 21st is Black History Celebration. We've got custom warm-up jerseys. Um, then they've got uh, February 25th. This one's really cool. There's the 2003 Championship 20th Anniversary Celebration. Um, members of the 2003 Cup team will return for a pregame ceremony, and the first 9,000 fans in attendance will receive a replica 2003 Stanley Cup ring. I'm sorry that you're not going to be there for that, Trey, but you, I, I might know you want to be. I might you have, might to, have to, to flight. I get a flight. Have... You get a <laughs> gotta come out, man. I might. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll see if I can snag an extra one. If you can't make it, I'll see if I can get one for you, Trey. Oh, I, I appreciate it because you're gonna want that. You're gonna want this. Everybody's gonna want this. Um, then uh, March seventh is gender equality game. We also have a custom warm up jersey for that. Then you got St. Patrick's Day celebration on March sixteenth. Then they got the Marvel Superhero Night, and that's on uh, March twenty first. The first 9,000 fans in attendance will receive a Devil's Marvel comic book designed by a Marvel artist. And that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. I, I don't know. People are saying I should dress up for that one. I don't know. Any suggestions, Trey? What should I dress up as? Uh, my should... favorite Marvel character is Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it would... See, those type of... Ma I'm, I would love to do that, but my only issue with that is will my announcements be the same through the mask that's my only concern with with dressing up and having like a mask over my face i feel like i'm limiting myself because i can't have anything over my face you could be like uh the toby mcguire uh spider-man battle and like have your mask like ripped up so that way you can oh that's true see your lips or oh. see your part of your eye or something like that <laughs> yeah that's that, cool that's, that's, that's a, a good idea that's a loophole that's that's very a very specific uh costume choice and i like to a particular uh, scene, and I like that. Um, we're completely off because there's a lot of times when they when they when they're the mask is completely off, right? Right. Are you talking about the kiss? You're talking about the kiss. It could be the kiss or after battle. After battle, I was referring after to battle. Oh, after, the, battle, after battle, like, I got gotcha. Like yeah. in all three movies, his his suit would just get ripped up to shreds, kind yeah. of to the point where you could that's true see part of his face, particularly in Spider Man Two, I believe. I like that. I uh, I wonder if if I were to put this out there on on Twitter or Instagram, if somebody were to make a costume for me, a superhero outfit, and I'd have to wear it on Marvel Night, that would be pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if they would do it. I don't know. Well, maybe they will. Who knows? Okay. Hopefully. And then we've got. And then there's one more. I'm sorry. One more thing. There's Fan Appreciation Night on uh, April 11th. All right. That's it. I'm done with them. I'm done with those. Go ahead. Sorry. You were going to say something. All right. Uh, this is actually my final question. I can't believe I was okay. about to not ask you this. So I know <sighs> you've been in video games before, but I know in okay. NBA 2K, they got all 30 authentic PA announcers in their game. Mm -hmm. Are you hoping that EA Sports gives you the call saying like, we're trying to get all authentic NHL uh, arena PA announcers into our game. Are you hoping that you get that call from EA sports one time, if they want to match NBA 2k? I want, I want that call. I do want that call tray. I'm hoping that they do that. That would be really cool. I think that that is a cool, nice little nod to the PA announcers. And I just think it's really cool. The, uh, the other PA announcers would love that too. I, I speak for them when I say that we all would love that. That would be so awesome. I think the PA announcers are the unsung heroes when it comes to uh, like <laughs> Thank you. the the overall atmosphere, 
at uh yeah. at sporting events because I, I took sports marketing before Adam. Just you know, it's not just about the game, it's about the things that happen around the arena because theoretically mm-hmm. you're not gonna remember everything that happened in the game, but you're gonna remember mm-hmm. your overall experience, how you liked the arena, how do you like the you know other necessities, things of that nature. So I think PA announcers are uh very unsung when it comes in into that matter. I appreciate that. Thank you for that. Well, Adam, I want to appreciate you for uh, coming on and taking time out of your busy day to uh, appear and just uh, talk everything Devils. And where can my listeners find you? Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Adam Hamway, H-A-M-W-A-Y, or on Twitter, same handle, at Adam Hamway, H-A-M-W-A-Y. And then I've got a website. I'm going to be redesigning it. So you could check that out, Adam Hamway, H-A-M-W-A-Y.com. All right, Adam, thank you. Thank you for appearing once again and hope to see you again at the Prudential Center. And fans are definitely going to hear your voice uh, around uh, the rock very soon. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.